gold. back adjacent fam to another episode of adult adjacent um this week i got yet yet again another special guest um this is one of my great friends over over eight years eight years eight eight years is how long we've been friends uh so everybody welcome miss jasmine brunson to the show how are you doing today ma'am i'm doing good i'm doing good i have just been working today it's kind of like all the other days just in the house working i didn't get a chance to get out today but i definitely probably uh-huh. get out tomorrow but yeah uh-huh. i'm good okay so you, you you out here working from home doing that remote life pretty much yeah Pretty much. Okay. Okay. Set up office, social distancing. Yeah, I'm at home. Okay. You got the whole setup. You bought a desk. You got the feng shui, the flowers, the bookcase in the back. You got all that, or you just plain? Yeah, it's a whole office. I had a second room, and so yeah, when I bought the apartment, it's like okay, I'm gonna get two rooms so that I can have a home office. So it's always been my intention, whether COVID was here or not. So. And then COVID said, what's up? I have a second room, so this is, yeah, I have a second room. It's it's an office. Okay, okay. I support you in your life and all that good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So just to give the listeners some some history about who you are to me. uh, So it all started back in 2012. No, 13. 12? 13. Mm, Right? 13? 13. 13. 12 going into 13. Yeah, 13. Uh, and I was Jasmine's RA. Woo! <laughs> that doesn't make me feel old right there already. And because I work in residence life, it's just like, yikes. Uh, and still to this day, she still calls me RA Alex. Yep. And forever will. Uh, and so I'll, I'll write it out. Thank you for the title. And uh, I tell this story to my students all the time that, you know, once you're an RA, you're always an RA. And that's the example I always use. Uh, and then over, over the years, we've kept in touch. And then, you know, I figured she'd be the perfect person for today's topic of friendships. Because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, adult friendships are hard as hell, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, they are kind of difficult to maneuver in when you haven't, you know, been through it. So, yeah, there are some, there's some good to it as well. Yeah, always, always, always the good, but you know, I don't always find that. But before we jump too deep into that, we're going to do some icebreaker questions first. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm a little nervous. I don't know what you're going to ask me, but okay, okay, okay. Hey, if somebody once told me, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. All right, all right, come on. (laughs) All right, question number one. If you can live in any setting of a TV sitcom, which one would it be and why? TV sitcom. Mm. Mm. I, I like, well, I've recently been watching Girlfriends that came out on Netflix and 
I didn't really watch it when I was younger. I, I knew of it, but it wasn't like I was watching it every week. And mm. being older, I guess I get the perspective more. So it probably, it probably would have been cool to be on Girlfriends because I think if I had to classify myself as somebody, I probably would be Joan. Like she's like the mom. <laughs> she's an attorney as well. And she like goes by the book and yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can I, see that. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people haven't been talking about girlfriends recently through the adult perspective. And so I definitely, yeah. I support that answer. Uh, all right. Question number two. If you had your own talk show, who would be your first three guests? First three guests. Um, I would have, do they have to be like alive? It's, it's up to you. It's your world. Okay. First, I want to talk to Jesus. We're going to bring him okay. on the show. <laughs> um, okay. Then we're going to bring in Michelle Obama and talk about her experience. I love her. I'm a fangirl. You listen to her podcast? I haven't. Somebody told me what? it was boring. Well, you know, if you, if you love... I- okay. But I did purchase her book. I did look at her documentary. She was like my inspiration throughout law school. Um, but I haven't got around to the podcast. But now that you said it, I feel compelled <laughs> to yeah. go. If, if if you're a super fan, you're supposed to support no matter what. I think yeah. it's kind of boring too, but I know people Ooh, that really like it. So come on, man. But I also know people that like it. So from my perspective, I'm gonna go listen. I'm gonna go listen. I just haven't got around to it. I do hear the ads on Spotify, like Michelle on the podcast. Like, yeah, girl, I'm gonna listen. Um, number three. Hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't. Let's just go with the answer. My mother, maybe. <laughs> You're gonna bring your mom on the show, okay? Yes, okay. I mean, this, 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 supporting me throughout my career if I got to a podcast she probably would have supported me and got me there and so I would just yeah kick it with my mom on the show and let the people okay. know where I come from okay Jesus mama and <laughs> Michelle okay, okay. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a solid three I support you okay. in your answers okay. uh, and along the same lines to get us back to friendships Okay. If you could, if you could have a celebrity be your best friend forever, if you had to choose one celebrity to be your BFF, your road dog, your all of that, who would you choose? Mm. I think Corn Hawthorne. She's a gospel singer. She's she seems pretty cool, and. I, oh, am I supposed to give just one? You can do multiple. It's all good. Okay. Um, I think Kiki Palmer, she's hilarious. And she seems like down to earth. And I feel like she's a good, she would be a good friend. So, yeah, I'll say those two. Okay. Okay. I support that. Hey, you know, just your answers. You know, I support your life. Uh, all right. See, like, like you made it through the three questions. That wasn't bad, was it? Yay. No, it wasn't bad. Yeah, you struggled a little bit on the first one, but you know we're gonna we're gonna let you yeah, ride. We're gonna we let struggle, you. But hey, we're here. 
Uh, all right. So uh, I guess as we transition to the, the meat and potatoes of the podcast episode today, um, I want to guess give some like back topic to how, how we got here and wanting to do this topic. Uh, okay. So recently I, I did a uh, Facebook poll. Uh, I think I did on Instagram too. I don't remember at this point. What's the time construct in 2020, man? You just, it all feels the same. Uh, I did. <laughs> one of the answers that I got was, well, one of the more frequent answers, I got lots of likes and people were like, yes. Was like adult friendships, right? Because I think you know, all your life you've had friends. If you think from kindergarten to grade school to college to even now, like friends are an integral part of life. Uh, but I think how friends look looks a lot different the moment you get out of school because you know most of your life you was in school, so you had a built-in schedule of when you're going to see the same people, right? If you play sports or if you went to cheerleading or you did. A, whatever activities like you knew every Tuesday, Thursday or Monday through Friday, we pulling up, I'm gonna see the homies. We living good. All right. But then when you start working, if you've been getting married, if you've had them kids, ain't no telling when you're going to talk to your homies. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so I want to come on and bring another millennial on, on the stage. And like, I guess tell your story of friendships, maybe it could help people as they navigate building friendships for themselves and evaluating the ones they have. Sound okay. good. Sounds perfect. All right. So to start us off, let's get a foundational understanding. What would be your personal definition of friendship? Does it have to be what Webster says? I want to know what Jazzy feels. Okay. Friendships for me, I think that it is just who you intentionally choose to do life with. Just, you know, we have like friends, but then we also have like close best friends as well. Um, So just who you choose to do life with. That's what I think a friendship is. Okay, so so you're saying there's levels to the friendship, though, right? Like there's yeah, there there are levels, yes. Okay, so for you, I guess what are the levels? Are they like acquaintance, or are they like you know? What's your thoughts? Yeah, so I'm in my mind, an acquaintance or is like an associate. They're not necessarily your friend, but someone who is a friend. That's someone you love. I mean, you could you know have love for your associate, but just <laughs> someone you trust, someone you are you and you want to get wisdom from them someone who is going to propel you in your purpose push you in your destiny someone you would sacrifice for someone who is going to sharpen your iron that's that's a friend so okay yeah there's there's levels everybody doesn't have or in my life everybody doesn't have the best friend title or the close friend title so associate is like transactional is what i'm I'm catching from that right like for you associates are just transactional like yeah we at work we talk we chat we follow each other on social media but that's it yeah or like you know if we have like a mutual friend and i know you because of this mutual friend like we're associates i know you we're not automatically friends but you know i know you okay and then friend is more substantial you know y'all have actual like uh, experiences together you have some good thoughts memories blah 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 and then what makes somebody from like friend to best friend like how do you get that deep how does that person reach that next echelon in your life? I guess when you are at a low point or you need help in a certain area and they are there that you can call them at three o'clock in the morning, you, they sharpen you. Like everybody doesn't do that and everybody doesn't necessarily want the best for you. So I guess when you come, you come out of the, just the general friend boat and come into the best friend. But when I see like your actions, I see that you want the best for me. I see that you're rooting and supporting for me, supporting me and you are in my corner. 
no matter what. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, okay. That, that, that makes sense to me. I think that sounds like they really got to, they got to be loyal and they got to kind of follow through on getting yeah. you and supporting you yeah. to, to get yeah. that title. More experiences with like this, with the best friend, or if you have more experiences with someone, I think like you become, you naturally become closer to them. And that probably would put them in the best friend boat as well. Okay. Uh, before I change topics a little bit, I got one last question for you. So do you think people can have more than one best friend or like, is there only like a singular, like, what are your thoughts on that? Cause there's some oh, people that have like 8,000 best friends. I mean, you, if that's what floats your boat, that's what keep it afloat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I'm, I guess I'm a rapper at this point, but yeah, if you, yeah, if you have more than one best friend, that's okay. I know some people are like super selective. Like you can't be best friends with anybody. Like what? We can share. It's uh, it's okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't understand the logic. That's how some people get down. But yeah, if you have more than one best friend, hey, that's totally fine. If you have one best friend, that's cool too. Okay, how many best friends do you have? More than one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more than one. <laughs> I feel like that should. Be- I feel like that should be an exact number. Like you should know like three or two or one, like more than one is very vague. Well, it is. I don't, you want me to give you the exact number? Yeah. They best friend. That shouldn't be a large number. Then if you say, you know, exclusive people are making an impact. Four. Okay. Okay. See, was that that hard? No. (laughs) Okay. I got I got follow up questions, but we don't get there. Yeah, I just have to be okay. Like, who who my best? (laughs) We have more. I'm asking follow up questions. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait on that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And so I'm gonna change directions just a little bit. Uh, And so I kind of want to explore, I guess, how friendships have evolved for you through like growing up to like now, and kind of observe some differences through that. And so I guess you think back to uh, back to the three three six in the borough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to my <laughs> listeners that aren't aren't from North Carolina, three three six is uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, which is where she's from. Um, lots of lots of thoughts if you're from North Carolina about three three six, but we're gonna save that for another day. Okay, uh, <laughs> no negative thoughts now. <laughs> oh no, all positive things, all positive things. Uh, and so I guess as you think through like the various stages of like grade school for you, so kindergarten through like high school. Uh, were you the popular kid? Did you have a lot of friends or did you just like know up a lot of people? And like, how did it kind of change as you got older and had more experiences in life? In elementary school, I think that I, well, I had friends like from, you know, from school in class, but then I also had like a set group of girls outside of school because of the friends that my mom, she, who she intentionally chose to be her friends her friends had kids. And so naturally we like, we would be at their house all the time because my mom and their parents are friends. So those were like my set group of girls that who, who were my friends outside of school and we did life together. So like then I was in dance class, the school dance. Um, we did have sleepovers and birthday dinners and birthday parties and all of that. So being young, I guess in that sense, I was, not, my, not that my mom chose my friends for me, but naturally I was 
open to those relationships because my mom, she was friends with their parents. So we were all cool. And then in middle school, in high school, I think like your friends just kind of like naturally progress, you know, over to the next school because everybody is living at home with their parents and ain't nobody going nowhere unless, you know, you know, you move. But we all kind of have the same friends. So it's easy because we know each other. We're just moving to another location. Um, how I had friends in middle and high school, I think, yeah, just being in class, the AB classes, honors classes, being involved in cheerleading and other organizations. And yeah, so I think it was easier to have friends because we're all in the same building. We come here at the same time. And I think, I don't know if I was like, I, I was cool with everybody. I don't know what's the definition of popular. I guess, yeah, everybody knew who I was. <laughs> um, but I wasn't like a snob or like the typical mean girl or anything like that. Like, yeah, I was good with everybody. And so that's, I guess that's how I would describe myself in high school. Okay. Okay. So as you think back to the friends that you made, like through your parents and like, uh, like your school dance stuff, like, did you still talk to them? Like once those activities were over or like the, or like did those like kind of dissolve over time? Um, we would talk, but it wouldn't be as much as it was when we were involved in those dance, like dance class. We wouldn't talk as much when those things were over. And as like middle school and high school came, because we were all, all into our own different things. And our, you know, some people, somebody may want to be a cheerleader. Somebody may want to play basketball. So we, our time was taken up by other things, and we didn't go to dance class anymore. Um, but I'm I'm still cool with all of them. I don't talk with them as much, but when I see them, like I recognize them as my childhood friends. So yeah, okay. I think being in different stages in life, yeah, it, it just changed. Okay, okay. Uh, and so I guess, like, what did your like typical friendship look like when you were in middle school and high school with like somebody that wasn't on your same team, but maybe you had like the same class and like you just kind of saw them around? Like, what would that friendship kind of look like for you? In high school and middle school? Yeah. Um, hanging out outside of school, just going to each other's house, sleeping over, going to the movies, going to places, doing things outside of school, coming over. Yeah, mainly just hanging out. Okay, okay. And so I guess would you say... We would go to the parties together, texting outside of school. Okay, and so would you say those people like poured into you or like they were just more like transactional, like friends, like we do things together and these are just my peers to like hang out with? If I was hanging with you outside of like outside of class, then you like you were my best friend. So when I would hang, yeah, when I would hang with people outside of class, if I'm going to their house, then yeah, that's my best friend. Or we going to the going I I just got my new car and like let's go to lunch because I can drive now let's go get some some Zaxby's because we're hungry and I have a car now so let's go (laughs) (laughs) I guess yeah just being more uh, yeah just spending more time with that with your best friend outside of class would take them out would that they would be my best friend versus you know just somebody in class that i am cool with but i don't spend as much time with them okay and so uh new wheels jazzy people just got the whip and you pulling up all the places (laughs) how many people i guess would you say was like in your best friend circle then like 
Maybe like five, four, you know, like five people, five girls. Okay, so you, you keep the circle small is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, like six, six or five, five to seven girls. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's, is that small? Is it big? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all subjective. I'm just, I'm just asking you your yeah. thoughts on it. I don't know. I was cool with a lot of people and yeah, I was like super, super, like probably like super, 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 super close with was like probably like five. Well, those are probably just my close friends and then like five of them would be my best friends. Okay. So five is the magic number through high school. Yeah. All right. And so now it's time to transition to the next stage of your life, college. Uh, so you make your way to the illustrious University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Uh, and so once you get on campus and you start meeting people, I guess, how does that start to impact your friendships from like back home, but also like impacting how you meet people at Charlotte and how do you start to make friend, friend groups there? Yeah. So in college, I was, I think like in high school, you know, you just, every senior is like, oh my God, we're going to college and I'm going to miss you. And oh my gosh. But for me, I was lucky to have like my how many of us went? It was two two of my close best friends went to UNC Charlotte with me at the same time. And so I didn't really like go into this new environment without knowing completely anybody. So I was lucky in that regard. And then it was cool, it worked out because they would be in different classes than I am and they would meet, they were different majors and they would meet other people. And so once they met other people, they would invite me to come and then I would meet them and it would just kind of be like a trickle effect. And that's how like my network of friends grew in college. Um, I also made friends through being involved in other organizations and just going to events on campus and seeing like the same people around in class. So yeah. Just having, like, fortunately for me, I had, like, something to build off of from my old friends from back home and then just kind of growing it that way. No, that's that's real. That makes sense. Because uh, I remember, so I don't know if I, did I ever tell you to go to Winston-Salem State? Is that something I told you before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, when I transferred to Charlotte, like, the reason I met half the people that I did meet when I first got there uh, was one of my friends from high school. Uh, his name was uh, Tristan. I don't know if you would know him or not, uh, but he definitely was instrumental in me meeting a lot of people. And actually, like I remember him and another dude I went to high school with, like they had a group of friends and that turned into my group of friends. And like one of those people, like it was like my like actual best friend now, like in the wit, I was in their wedding party type best friend. Uh, so, <laughs> so shout out to friends helping you find other friends. Yeah. Um, and so I guess the two friends that you like had in undergrad, like did y'all stay close through all four years or like y'all kind of drift apart as you make more people? Like what did that look like? No, we stayed pretty close. That was like my, yeah, we stayed pretty close throughout college. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. That's, that's good to hear. And there's no jealousy that, that came in because oftentimes I see people come in as friends and then they get different interests, meet different people, do different things. And then they kind of just slowly drift apart. And so. Uh, glad to see y'all are still. Yeah, I don't. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I haven't experienced that. We were, yeah, we were close and yeah. Okay. So from high school, you was at five and then you got to college, you got to two. Did y'all add anybody to this inner circle or like, is it the same two people that was rocking through the whole thing? We added, it was, it was five, like, no, no, six. So we, we knew this other girl from, um, from back home. We knew she went to a high school back at home in Greensboro and she was at the time she was like best friends with one of my best friends at the time, like I probably wouldn't consider her to be my best friend, but we knew I knew of her because like she was, you know, best friends with my best friend. Um, and in college, it was like a group of, it was a group of six. So yeah, we added people, and yeah, we just kind of stayed together and did did life together in college. Okay. Did y'all have any like drama moments? Did you have any friction points or y'all just stayed solid the whole time? Mm, no, not like with each other, probably with like boyfriends or something. But oh. it wasn't like a girl drama between like, yeah, us. Fellas always causing the trouble in people's lives, man. We got to do better, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, all right. So I guess as we transfer, so you you finished college, you are now into the full-time working world. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does friendship start to look like for you? Because everybody knows once you graduate college, most of the people you ever met, you only follow them on social media and never talk to them again. And so what does friendship start to look like as you are traversing outside of college? Um, so when I got out of college, I went straight into law school. So that was more school for me. And in that space, I knew like it was still some people from UNC Charlotte going to Central. So I knew I wasn't going to be completely alone. And then I, my best friend from grade school, college, the same best friend, she had to, she went to pharmacy school during the time I was in law school and it was in the same city. So that was super clutch and we roomed together and yeah, so I had her to matriculate through, you know, law school. Um, with the people who I met in college, yeah, they just pretty much kind of <laughs> <laughs> unless I like not like my close people who I was with, like I told you it was a group of us, like I stayed in contact with them. But like people that you were cool with, you know, in college, but yeah, I just we either they didn't reach out or I didn't reach out, and we just yeah did like. <laughs> and I think you keep friends because you keep in constant contact with them. So yeah, that's what it looked like for me. It's just really just really trying to get through law school and figure out how am I going to survive in this new environment, but then also making it a point to still keep in contact with my friends. That that is the the million dollar question as an adult, man. How do you live your busy life, but also somehow still keep friends? Because that's something you want to do, but who has the time to do it, man? <laughs> yeah, I think it's about intentionality. Like for me, even now, so post law school, like my schedule, I I don't do any work on Sundays. Like I may work on Saturday at some point, but. Monday through Friday, I'm working. Yeah, Saturday sometimes. The Sunday, like, that's, I don't do nothing. Don't call. 
for work business, none of that. If I have an email, it's staying there. I'm not reading it. I just chill, recharge. And that's the day that I reach out to my friends, reach out to my family. And so that way I'm like connecting and being in constant contact and checking in on people. And then, you know, throughout throughout the work week, I'm working. So it's like you got to set some time intentionally. Like you got to be, you know, intentional about it and just reach out. Okay. Okay. So now that you're in the working world, uh, I guess in an, in a new, you're in a new city now that you're out of school. Um, how have you like worked to kind of like make new friends? Because right. Like I imagine the friends that you have are out living their lives and doing other things. So you probably don't talk to them as much as you want to. And so like, how do you work to find friends where you physically are at right now? Um, I, I recently just moved. So I have just really just been trying to transition into the new city, getting, you know, the whole license plate, voter registration, like all the things, all the things. I really haven't been trying to find friends. I don't know if that sounds bad or not, but I, like the reason that I have moved is like a God-led move. And when I say that to people when I, that I do meet, some people, I think like Alabama is pretty religious and people are like oh okay like they understand and then some I've gotten a reaction like oh okay girl like you know but hey I'm here and so me moving here I'm more so I've just been focused on my business I just launched my law firm and I haven't really had the desire to meet I guess new people but you know if the time arises then okay um but I have met this girl. She's an attorney here as well. And I literally call her my God connection because she has, I met her through this training course that I had for my law firm. And she was a student as well. And she mentioned that she was in Birmingham. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like God told me to move. Okay, I'm moving. I don't really know why, but we're going to find out. And so I took this class and she said she was in Birmingham. So I was like, oh, like, let me message her. And so I messaged her on Facebook and was like, hey, you know, I'm moving to the city in a couple of weeks. Just wanted to introduce myself. And so she has put me in like all of the networks, has put me in like group me chats to meet other black attorneys, black women lawyers here, just millenn- other millennials. And so I'm seeing that because I had the faith to move, like God, God intends us, intends for us to be in relationship with other people. So I'm learning, like, just go. And, you know, he's not going to leave me out here by myself. And so she's been like my God connection. And I say that all the time. Um, but I guess just in general, I guess that was kind of selective and, you know, personal to me. Hey, hey, hey this is your story, man. If you are looking for friends I guess if you move to a new city if that's what you want to do then I think that you should just kind of look at who you are as a person like are you extroverted or are you introverted and then kind of approach it that way so like if you're extroverted then I mean it's kind of hard to go out now in corona season but you know show up in social groups and social atmospheres where you can meet people and you get energy that way by being people and you're by being with people and you're more than likely to get new friends. And then if you're introverted, then, you know, maybe, you know, you, you <laughs> usually get energy by being by yourself. You recharge by being alone. 
and you can maybe you can go online. I don't think it takes that much energy to, you know, meet somebody on social media or I don't know. Maybe you can go on Eventbrite or look at what's going on in the city and go to those events. And then maybe you'll meet somebody that way who had who has the same interest because they're at this event. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. You better use that technology because COVID is going to be here for a long, at least yeah. another year and some change, if not long, two years. So. When it's when it's gonna be going, yeah. <laughs> uh, so your answer sparked a question for me, uh, and so this might not be like I don't know if it's relevant to like your current situation, but I'm sure you can answer it like as a uh, as a concept. Uh, and so oftentimes people kind of make make the decision to like be friends with their coworkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what are your thoughts on that? Like, yay, nay, work is work. Do you keep it same, different? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think I'm laughing because some people really just do not want to be friends with people at work. And they like, they didn't sign up for that position. And some people just overtell their business. And it's like, sis, I actually didn't want to know that. But okay, <laughs> we're, here, we're here now. So, uh, but my position is I believe that coworkers can absolutely become friends. That's, certainly possible but I think going into a work environment where we are you know here for a long time like 40 hours 50 maybe 60 and I think some people some people have the mistake of thinking like oh we're automatically friends because we are in close proximity for this period period of time and that's not necessarily the case and that and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about talking about before like these are my are you gonna keep this person in your associate boat or are you gonna bring them into your friend boat like an associate we're just here at a common place we're not necessarily friends we can become friends if both parties want to be friends um but i think yeah i think you should just kind of have that in the back of your mind when you go to work Mm, so so true man all of your emotions and things and issues onto someone who literally just wants to come to work and go (laughs) home (laughs) uh that is so that's so real right so working in education i think the nature of working in education is like oh we're all in this together we're family and so my line of work you know I'm, i'm a hall director right and so i live where i work and so oftentimes we have like late hours because like late night meetings with students and stuff uh, and I think oftentimes as colleagues, we turn into friends almost by like proximity. Right. So like yeah. it's hard to coordinate our schedules around with like other people because, you know, most people get out of work at five o'clock and we're like, oh, I got a meeting tonight at 730. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Uh, and so oftentimes people like turn into work. But like I try to find like a balance. Right. Because there's some people like I can be friendly while I'm at work. Right. Like I think people shouldn't be uh cold and rigid while they're at work but at the same time you don't have to be like best friends with everybody right so there's a way to be be friendly be social show them a little bit about your life but you ain't got to tell them everything Uh, have you ever been in a situation where someone has like given you too much information that you didn't want to know or you just you know you consider them just to be a colleague and associate and they told you information that would you know like 
they would tell they they would tell a friend, a best friend or something. Like, have you been in that situation where? Uh, de- definitely yes. Um, I think some of that is because like I ask questions, right? Like, so when I'm at work, like it just it just comes natural to like ask questions, and yeah. sometimes you find out stuff, and you're like, oh man, I probably shouldn't ask you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now I got to talk for another hour. Right ah. now. Uh, but then other times I think it's just, that's just like the nature of like what the, like the profession I work in. So people always ask like, so tell me about this. Cause like, so I remember in my job search, right? Like oftentimes people's significant others like live with them. And so like me, when I moved to Texas, like I was here because of Jasmine. Uh, and so like oftentimes they were like ask about my girlfriend through the process. And then ever since it's over, um, they'd be like, how's your girlfriend doing? How's your girlfriend doing? And so like, sometimes it's, not even feasible to like keep it separate because it's all just like, that's just the nature of the profession I work in. Uh, and so I try to find that balance of like, they know a little bit about me and Jasmine, but like not too much. And so yeah. <laughs> uh, they feel like they know a lot, but you really don't know anything. And that's the perfect balance. You know, they feel like, Oh yes, everything. But like, yeah, you really, that's, you really... <laughs> that's it. Uh, and so I try to try to navigate that. Uh, I got a provocative question for you. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. So in my experience uh, in the world, uh, and I see it on social media and just oftentimes, right? Like I see a lot of things where people are saying like guys and girls can't be like platonic, just straight friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes somebody, one party or the other, oftentimes people say it's the man. And anecdotally, I understand why people say that. Uh, mm-hmm. The man comes in with some ulterior motive, trying to get in your pants, blah, blah, blah. But like, in your opinion, do you think, Guys and girls can be genuine, authentic, platonic friends without ever wanting to hit each other or do anything together or anything like that. Uh, yeah, yes, but just to what I immediately thought of when you were talking, it's not, it's not always the man, you know, trying to holler at the other one. It could be women as well. It's not always men. But to answer the question, <laughs> yes, I do believe that men and women can be platonic. Um, I think it gets murky when there's sexual like attraction involved. So if one party like secretly likes the other one or secretly is in love with the other one, or if one party tried to holler at the other one and it just didn't work. So they resort to being friends like that's there's sexual attraction there. So that's not platonic because by definition, platonic is intimate or intimate relationship and affectionate relationship. But that's not sexual. So once you have sexual attraction to the other party, then it's not platonic. But if you don't have that attraction like that, then yes, I believe that it can work. I have friends that are guys and it's been pretty successful. So yeah, I think okay. it can work. Okay. Do you think it can work? I, I think it's feasible, but I also understand why people don't do it, right? So I'd say as a man, like I do, I don't have much experience paying attention to like women hitting on me, right? That's really not my my lived experience often. I imagine pe- some people would say like, you just aren't paying attention, Alex. I'm like, maybe not. I don't know. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm really not, I'm not pressed, right? And so I think, I think it's feasible, right? So like I have friends that when I, when I was in college, like I was friends with people that like were attractive, but like I didn't want to be with you, right? Just because if I tried to follow every girl that was pretty, whew, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it far because yeah. everywhere you look, 
like yeah. everywhere you look, there's like pretty and like and in college, it's usually more girls than guys, right? And so yeah. that's not that's not a sustainable situation. And I don't have one person is enough for me. I don't have no time to be trying to holler all these other people. And blah, blah, blah. One woman, man. <laughs> but I also think like I don't know. Like I I think people always say like guys aren't able to like be friends with girls, and I think. On some levels, like we're taught not to, like we're not taught to how to be friends. We're usually, we're always taught, like if you listen to a lot of music and kind of things, like women is like you're you're supposed to like girls, like plenty of girls. A lot of music we grew up on, like you know, I got all the girls, I got this, I got that, and oftentimes when guys speak, like oh man, you got all the holes, right? Like that's that is embedded in how most guys navigate the world. Yeah. Um, I didn't quite get that because I grew up around a lot of women, and like a lot of my uncles weren't really on on that, and so I think on some levels that's kind of like help me not go down that road yeah. uh and like also i think like because people are like no like guys really just can't i'm like so do you think every guy wants to like have sex with their attractive like sister or attractive cousin uh because i think they're like they're overprotective like no nah, you ain't doing that with my sister like no nah, i'm protector like it, it turns into like protector role but yeah. like that's also something like you taught right like, and so like if a guys can like focus on what they want out of this relationship like it's not hard for them but oftentimes that's not how many people navigate the world and so i understand why girls usually leave guys alone because guys often can't see them as a human rather than like their body and you know trying to get with them and so for sure it's feasible but i don't think many people have the skill set to do it because they just trying to get what they want out of it yeah that's true i agree uh, because <laughs> uh, like i think about like a lot of my friends are like females but like i've never m many of my friends i've never like hit on mm -hmm. granted it wasn't even a thought to do that but it's just i don't know like i see you as a person and like i don't know i just it probably helped that i dated people like a lot like a long time so like when i was in college i had like really long relationships and so mm -hmm. maybe that helped uh but even like when i was single like i wasn't really impressed like my girlfriend shot her shot with me and so <laughs> like oh. Come on. <laughs> uh, and so I think for me, like I'm usually hyper aware of like when I'm around women, like how terrible of an experience they have around guys. Cause guys usually just see them as like legs and boobs. And it's just like, nah, that's trash. And so I try, I try to do my, I try to do my small part to like not sexualize a woman. Like, yeah. like, yes, I, yes, I see it, but like, just because I see it don't mean I'm trying to like get with you and do all this stuff. And so, uh, that's, that's my view on it. <laughs> yeah, that's how you operate, but yeah, I can see, yeah, there's definitely a lot of men who don't operate that way. And so, yeah, I can see how <laughs> it's like there is impossible to have platonic friendship, yeah. I can yes, see. and so I, I'm trying to do my best to help these my brethren in these streets out here, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, my girlfriend was like, now that you did this, are all men trash? You got to start helping guys out. And I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm trying. I don't, I don't know. They, they don't want to listen. So I, <laughs> what, what do you want me to do? But Make a little make podcast for them. Make some, a couple of episodes for them. I mean, I did want are all men trash. And maybe I'll just keep, keep adding topics that are yep. trying, to, and trying to empower women. And there's another episode I did where uh, I was talking to, like, my friend about being a woman in 2020. And I was just kind of talking about how, like, you know, women are always seen as like the currency, right? Like women just see you as bodies and, uh, and it kind of turns into like, you know, like the, the walk thing, like, should women be doing that? And I'm like, I mean, why not? Why, why shouldn't they be able to do that? Uh, cause the guys do it and nobody's mad at it. And so I just try to, that's, that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will avoid, avoid doing that. 
Uh, all right, got another topic for you. A question. Okay. Uh, so people, so for people that are dating, uh, what are your thoughts on like I guess like having friends outside of a relationship and like how to like balance both of those? Should the significant other be like with everything that you do, or should you be able to have friends after that? And what what would that look like? A friend like yeah. outside of the relationship is it <laughs> like a a different gender? It, it could be it could be that or it could be um or it could be like so for a guy it could be the homies or it could be like a female friend like i guess what are your thoughts on that or vice versa either or um if it's a like if you're a guy in a relationship and you have yeah you're with a girl and then you have like a female friend i think in that situation you should be forthcoming and i say forthcoming because you know it's one thing to be honest like if she asks you <laughs> who this person is and you tell her the truth but it's another thing to be forthcoming and be transparent and just let her know who it is already so she won't you know have any insecurities or any trust issues just put everything out on the table and so I think that if the guy had a female friend I think it's more likely to last if he communicates with his significant other who the female friend is and just you know create boundaries so that no one feels disrespected if it's, for sure. What's the other one? If if the guy has a lot of, if the guy has like homies, what's what was? <laughs> I was just asking, should they have, like should people have friends outside their their relationships, right? Because so oftentimes people get relationships and it's like their boo is everything. But like, do you think people should have friends outside of that? And like, what sure. can or should that look? I think it's unhealthy if you don't have any more friends than your significant other. Like, what? That's a little too much. You're you're going to need a break, period. Mm. So <laughs> you, you may need advice on the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need other people to hang out with. Like, it, you don't have to be consumed by this one person. You're probably going to get on their nerves at one point. So you need a break and go hang out with your friends. And when you hang out with your friends, of course, don't disrespect the relationship. But it's okay to have quality time with other people. So, yeah, I think it's, it's healthy to have friends outside of your intimate relationship. For sure. I, I agree with that. Um I think it's interesting, like watching some people that like I follow on social media and kind of like some people move in super early. Some people like, you know, are just like their their boo is everything in their life. Right. That is the center of the world. Mm -hmm. And that's all they focus on. And I always like get nervous for those people because I'm like, you got to find that balance. Right. Like, yes, yeah. by virtue of being in a relationship with somebody, you will spend the most of your time there. But also you got to find that balance. Right. Like whether that's like friends at the gym or like in the case you're talking about like somebody opposite gender, like the way you navigate that is like, you have to be very strategic. Right. So, cause I think about when I came to your law school graduation, uh, like I remember talking to my girlfriend through that, like I, one, I, I invited her with me. Right. So I'm like, Hey, you try to go to North Carolina. Cause she's trying to go to beach. And like, this would have been our prime time to go to a beach, but we had like, a, she had a work thing where she couldn't come. Um, but I also was trying to be as proactive as possible to like communicate who you were, who you, how long we've known each other, blah, blah, blah. And like kind of give them understanding of kind of our friendship rather than right. it's just some girl I used to, I know I'm like, that's fake, right? Like that's not going to help paint a story in their head. They're just going to think, Oh, you just sleeping with her. And so, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I think all you didn't tell her or you weren't, you know, forthcoming with the information, then I can only imagine the thoughts that she would have had or yeah, that just yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it probably also helps that I was my girl, like, 
I had a girlfriend before while well, I knew my girlfriend, like when I first met her. Uh, well, and so I think. <laughs> so like I worked at the school in Indiana, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and so like was working and like there was only like six black people in our whole department. Uh-huh. And at the time I had a girlfriend and like my relationship with that girl, like wasn't like the greatest, but like, you know, I was in it, whatever. Uh, and like my colleagues were like, like we used to all like hang out together. So like we'd like go to bars and stuff. And so like, I think it helped that the way I carried myself, even like my girlfriend at the time didn't like coming around. And so like I would hang out with them, but she didn't want to come around. And mm-hmm. I think the way I carried myself at least showed that I'm not some out here in the streets. I don't, I didn't belong to the streets. So and so like once we broke up, like I think that I guess show some of my character, I guess, I don't know. She probably explained it better than I can, but uh that's kind of how we got together. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So just to make sure I'm hearing this right. Hearing you, <laughs> you said you was in a relationship with someone. She didn't necessarily like to come out with, you know, with your friends. Yeah. And you met your girl, your current girlfriend while you were with yeah. the other girlfriend. So, but, but we were co-workers though. So like we were, in a school in Indiana and there was six okay. black people. So we like, like we kind of hung out as a group. Like we met as a group and that was like the intention as a group. And then once people realized the relationship I was in was trash, like people was like, I'm going to get, we're going to get y'all together. I'm like, that's weird. So what do you say you, to that? Still with the girlfriend? Yeah. 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 So yeah. For instance, in that situation, that wasn't a platonic friendship then, right? No, it was. So like, I really wasn't checked for her. Like, <laughs> Like we just hung out as a group. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, like so we just like hung out as a group, uh, and then the relationship that I was in, like after a certain point, like it was just it was doomed to go in the ground. Uh, <laughs> and so, and I think my friends knew that because like the girl, like she, they be like, bring your girlfriend. I'm like, All right, and I invited. She like, nah. And so like it just kind of went in that in that direction. And then once I broke up with her, I was like, hey, I'm single now. And then she was like, let me slide in there. And then I was like. I mean, I guess, because I remember telling her how I never date a coworker too, right? So, like, I really was not checking for her, like, at all. Like, I told her in all sincerity I would never date a coworker. And then she shoots her shot, and I was like, why not? And here we are. <laughs> Four years later, in love. And so, you know, that probably is scaring people away from, like, you know, uh, amen. like, oh, you was planning this? Like, I really wasn't. Like, I, I would, if she would have never shot her shot, I would not be with her right now. And so, yeah. but, you know, well, it can I- work. <laughs> Like, okay then, girlfriend here, girlfriend. <laughs> or what? She's probably shaking her head right now, but. And so I guess as final topic, I guess we'll talk through is like, why do you think people struggle with like finding adult friends? Like, what do you think some common, I guess, pitfalls, misconceptions, struggles they face as they navigate finding new friends as they have different seasons in their life? I think that adults have difficulties finding friends, new friends. It's I think it's a myriad of things, right? So one, like we just don't really be having the time. We, you know, got family to deal with, work, you're trying to go to the gym. It's a lot of response, just a lot, naturally a lot of more responsibility as you become older. So we just, you know, we may not find the time. Two, I think that we are 
we can be, we can become set in our ways and you know we may have our own group of friends already and we don't necessarily have to have new friends and then I also think that you know some people may have been hurt in the past so they're less open to having new friends like when we were kids it was like so easy to make a best friend like oh your favorite color is red mine too we're best friends (laughs) (laughs) okay girl but we can't do that you know now and we have experienced life and went through things and people have hurt us or betrayed us or made us angry and so because we don't want to feel like that anymore then we don't open up so that could be the story for some people if they don't know how to forgive or are dealing with forgiveness then they're less likely to open up and meet new friends what do you think okay uh i I also think that's a, a laundry list of things um i'd say one of them is like holding these new friends to like the expectations of like the old friends right like i think uh, mm-hmm. when you think about like your, your your best friends growing up and like school like those were the homies we used to do xyz and so yeah. as you are moving forward in life you're looking for friends that are going to do xyz and like i feel like that's a recipe for failure right like there might be some similarities and there's some things that like y'all might like jointly like still but i also think you gotta you gotta forge a new relationship with somebody else uh mm-hmm. and that's 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 pretty hard to do i think because oftentimes you don't like realize like you're holding them to the same standard and so uh that's probably one of them uh i'd say also like most people aren't like willing to do the work and so like if you think about it like when you was like a kid you did a lot of work to make a friendship just because you saw them so much so so it was like very easy to do the work like oh we're gonna be in class together we could talk about school we could talk about super teacher we could talk about this we could talk about that and like you talked this person a hundred times a year because then that's a lot that's like a lot of work but when you in the working world uh that's that's not the most feasible thing right like to invest emotionally into a friendship is like a lot of work like hanging out going to people's house going on trips like Mm -hmm. that all sounds fun but it's also like work and exhausting and like if you don't have a good like balance with like work and life uh it'll be even harder to like make friendships Uh, i see that that's true because I like to think that like friendships are kind of like plants. Like like you said, you have to put the work in. Like with a plant, you got to put the work in. You got to water it. You got to put it in the sunlight. Sometimes you might have to change the soil. It takes work. And if if you put the work in, it could be a beautiful thing. But if not, then it's dead. <laughs> Just, yes, yeah, yes, it, yes. It, hurts. it definitely does. Mm. And probably the last thing I'd say is people like rush friendships, right? Like, you expect, oh, we hung out two times. We should we should be tight by now. And like that's not <laughs> that's not usually how this works. Uh, it's, it's going to be trial and error. Um, and I think oftentimes people aren't willing to kind of go through that process and embrace all that goes with it. Uh, and you know, everybody's not meant to be your best friend or friend. Like they, they have their own issue going on. And so if they're not vulnerable and embracing the process, like it might not be a good fit. Uh, Why do you so, want to rush into friendship oh we are a lonely generation jasmine we are lonely uh i think if you one thing that doesn't help is social media i think covid's not helping either but even before that uh, i think social media like doesn't help right so uh, social media gives you this like access to your old friends lives and then like even people that you know in their like perceived friends lives right like even through covid you probably can get on instagram right now 
or any weekend and see if you know people that live in Atlanta, they are out in these streets partying, right? Like they at the brunch, they're at this, they're at that. Hey, mama. Yes. And it's just like, oh, I want that too. And so like, hey, let's go do this. And like, it's just, you're rushing it because you're trying to like uphold and portray this like image too. And like, oh, let me go get my videos too. So people know I'm out here in the streets. And like, that's often like not people's lives. They really want to live, but like, you're just trying to rush it to portray this image, right? I was cool in college. I was cool in high school. I was the it person. I was cool. I had all these people, boom, boom, boom. But then like, once you get out of school and if you don't have a good like relationship with people, your friendships are going to like plummet. And I think for people like that's like an identity crisis, uh, which is yeah. part of being an adult, man. Your whole identity and what you find your worth in will change, right? If you have kids, if you have marriage uh, or your career, like that's usually like the next things people will start to like try to find roots in their own like self value. And I think as a generation, we suck at that. <laughs> um, yeah. So when you were talking, it just made me think like if people are, you know, they see their friends and like, oh, I was a cool kid. Let me go out and pop bottles or let me go to, let me rush into this relationship. And it's like, I think the root of it is they are comparing themselves to other people and they want the approval of other people. So that's why they do the certain actions that they do. And it may not make sense to other people, but for them, that's like the root of it. And they may not even know that's the root of it, but yeah, that I see how that can cause you to want to rush a relationship yes uh and so i try to like encourage people like uh do the self-work first right like you gotta you gotta be a whole person before you can be a friend to somebody else for uh, sure and that that's that's a whole word in itself man like <laughs> uh because i think you can't pour into other people right like if we go back to your definition of friendship like pouring into people and kind of supporting them do all this like you can't support them if you you ain't got nothing in your own cup right so uh, some of that is like yes how having people pour into you but also you gotta like kind of be there for yourself and mm-hmm. i think oftentimes we don't have a good like especially like once you get out of college and like that transition to like finding your new like new new seasons in life mm-hmm. uh, we don't always have a good grasp or like identity understanding of like who we are and like where we want to be and where we're going and so uh, i think that's why another reason why people just rush into friendships and then they fail because you're just trying to use other people to validate yourself rather than being a good friend and supporting them who you are and it's okay if you move on or people are in different seasons if you lose friends it's okay yes losing friends suck though right like that's that's not a fun experience right Mm -hmm. uh especially if you follow them on social media and like you see them find new groups of friends right like oh we used to do this we used to do that i can't believe they did that uh and i think you know that that hurts people's emotion and feeling like i've i lost friends too but i wouldn't say like i feel like i have a solid enough circle of people that like i wouldn't I wasn't super pressed about losing them as friends, but like also like there's still like a human element to like, oh, I miss hanging out with that person. Like that, those were the days, but yeah. you know, they're married. They live on the other side of the world. I live on the other side of the country and then, you know, I'm in a relationship also. And so like, you know, we're just in different times and that's okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree with that. Like I believe the, the, I think it's the saying like some people are for certain seasons and I think that's true. Like we grow, we evolve, things change and, I think you can also have a shift in friends, not necessarily a loss, but like people who you weren't weren't as close with before now kind of come up to the forefront and you're really close with them because maybe they just had a kid and you did too, or maybe Mm -hmm. they're married and you are too. And so you can have a shift of friends as well. They don't have to necessarily be gone completely out of your life, but yeah, I think that you can shift in friends. But when you do lose, completely lose friends, I think that, well, I'm learning that, you know, it's a 
seems to be a part of life and it's okay. And I think that we should, to deal with it, I think that we should, you know, acknowledge that, or acknowledge the relationship and be thankful for the time spent with them and the time that you poured into them and what they poured into you and what you contributed to the relationship and what they gave to you and just, you know, recognize that, yeah, y'all did have a relationship and we're just in a different season in our lives and it's okay. It's okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a good word right there, man. I think, uh, just we don't, we don't, we don't, we are the generation of like, get mad, F them. They change, they fake, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, just things change. And like, that's okay. Like, I, I don't think yeah. we're not good with like loss. We suck at loss. <laughs> you gotta forgive, forgive people. It may not yes. be the easiest thing to do, but in some, in some situations you have to forgive people so you can be let go of, of it. You don't want to have any anger or bitterness or, you know, in your heart, in your body. Cause that can, you know, affect you physically, and no, no, we don't want that. So, I think that it's easier said than done. But I believe in Jesus, so if I have to forgive somebody, <laughs> like super, super difficult to forgive, I'm bringing it to Jesus. Like, help me, give me the grace to forgive. And you know, one day you look up and you see that person, and it, you don't feel that type of way. So, yeah, I amen. think, amen. yeah, amen, 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 amen. sister. <laughs> Um, all right. So as we wrap up, um, I guess, do you have any parting thoughts, words for people that are navigating, trying to make, make new friendships or make meaningful adult friendships? Like any advice you want to give them before we, before we head on out? Any advice? Um, I think that, you know, just as we grow at, in our adulthood, just take it day by day. Um, don't rush into things and just know we all are on our own journeys. We have each have a process and just take it slow and be content with who you are and work on yourself and be just try to be the best version of yourself that you can and when you do find yourself in a new friendship or relationship that relationship will by default be the best because or it's set up to succeed because you are whole and you are being the best version that you can so just yeah just take it day by day and it'll all work out in your favor. It will all work out. That is a great way to end the episode. Uh, Ms. Jazzy, thank you so much for kicking it with me for a few minutes, you know, dropping your wisdom and knowledge and sharing your life with the world a little bit. For sure. Uh, if people want to stay in touch or follow you or, you know, anything, where can they find you at? Well, first, thank you for having me. Um, okay. And if you want to follow me, then uh, you can follow me on Instagram at lawyer.jazz. Um, if you need any help with your business, I am an entrepreneurship lawyer and I work with intellectual property. So I help entrepreneurs protect their businesses with trademarks, copyrights, contracts. So anything of that nature, I can help you out. If you want to contact me, you can go to Instagram, lawyer.jazz. You can DM me. I'm super accessible. Um, so you can DM me or you can go on my website and that's www.jasminebrunson.com and I can connect with you that way. All right. Jasminebrunson.com. I like the way that sounds. I support you. <laughs> uh, I'll be sure. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. And so it'll, right. people will have direct access to that. Uh, and so to wrap it on this up, thank you so much. Um, thank you for eight years, eight years of friendship and being the homie. Thank you. Uh, 
look forward to many more to go. You know, once uh, I'm sure you're, you're probably thinking, when is the wedding? Uh, that's undisclosed time. My girlfriend is listening, and so uh, we can talk about that later. And so this is a great way. This is a great way to leave her on hook. And so I look Maybe. forward to having this conversation with her. Well, I'm ready uh, when you are. I'm up in there. I'm in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm making. I got a good plan going, and then uh, it'll it'll be it'll be a good time. And then we'll send you the invite. You come on through, we'll party it up. We got lots of plans, all that good stuff. Once COVID is over, but we, we got the plan. Uh, and so everybody else, thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully we gave you some something that can inspire you, help you navigate friendships, and we'll see you next week. All right, see y'all later. Bye.